Hey, I want us to look at God's Word uh, for a few minutes uh, this evening. Thanks for coming. Thanks for uh, braving the elements and coming out uh, uh, tonight. And uh, you know, when it comes to to the inclement weather, I mean, um, we'll have the doors open if we can, and and those who can make it can make it. If uh, but no pressure in that regard. Uh, this morning we adjusted things a little bit because we thought if we if we could avoid the mess, why not, right? Uh, but then it didn't end up coming until later in the day. But who knows? So. Um, all right, First uh, Timothy chapter 3. Let's uh, read just down from uh, verse 1 down to verse 7. It says, This is a true saying. If a man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach, not given to wine, not, no striker, not greedy of, of, of filthy lucre, uh, but patient, not a brawler, but not, uh, not covetous. One that ruleth well his own house, having his children in subjection with all gravity. For if a man know not to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? Not a novice, lest he be lifted up uh, with pride, uh, he fall into condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must have a good report of them which are without, lest he fall into reproach and, and the snare of, of the devil. And this is, of course, one of these passages that if the pastor wasn't called to teach the whole counsel of God's word, you know, line upon line, precept upon precept, going through uh, the scriptures, you know, it might be a little awkward to, to, to speak on this uh, because, you know, this is, <laughs> this is, the, this is the, the qualifications for, for, what I, for what I do. And I, I dare say that there's probably not a pastor in the world that would read this and say, man, you know, I'm, I got every single one of those points down, like, really well. You know, I'm, 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 I'm doing great. Um, it's, it's actually, as I, as, I, as I read these and I study them, I'm thinking I probably should read these every day, <laughs> uh, keep them fresh on my mind. Uh, and isn't it good that, that God, when he calls us to something, that he, he gives us truth that helps us accomplish what he's called us to, Right? Um, faithful is he that, that calls us and also will, will do it. And, and what is one of the ways that he does it? Well, by, you know, by, by giving us his word that, that equips us in it and, and, uh, and gives us the tools uh, that we need. And so I'm, I am thankful that, that, uh, that God has allowed me to be, to be a pastor. Let's have a word of prayer and just we'll look at some of these truths that I think that could be encouragement to all of us uh, here um, tonight and also uh, help us to, to pray for pastors, but also I think, I think we'll see here that really these truths relate to, to all of us as well. Let's pray. Lord, I pray that as we look at your word, that you would uh, help uh, those that are here uh, tonight. And uh, Lord, you, uh, you brought uh, uh, just uh, certain individuals here tonight for, for the reason of, uh, of you ministering to them personally. And, and thank you that you know each one of us and, and you, you know where we are, not only uh, physically right now, but in our hearts and spiritually and and in relation uh, to you. And so, Lord, uh, I pray as we look at your word now that you would uh, um, uh, convict us and, and uh, challenge us and equip us. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So this is the truth. Uh, and uh, it says, if a man desire the office of, uh, of, a, of a bishop. And we know that the term uh, bishop there, uh, uh, episkopos, it, it, just, it means overseer. And... Uh, it's, it's one of really three major words that the Bible uses to, uh, to reference uh, pastors, one of them being pastors or shepherds. Uh, the pastor is the shepherding concept, and it's, that's probably more of the caring aspect of, of a pastor. 
Um, and then uh, uh, this is uh, really the leadership uh, uh, component of a pastor, the, uh, the overseer, uh, leadership, and then elder is another one of the terms uh, that, that is used, which really, uh, you know, it, it just speaks uh, to uh, just being, being, being equipped and being at a point uh, of, of maturity to be able to take on, uh, you know, such a, a, a sobering task. Uh, the Church of Jesus Christ is, is the main entity on earth right now, and the local church is the most important thing that's going on, you know, in any, in any locale. Um, and, and so uh, it, is, it is a good work, it's called there. It's a good work. And it calls it the office of the overseer. And, of course, that's not talking about, you know, a cubicle with shelves and books or whatever. It's talking uh, about a role. It's talking about a position and, and uh, a function, a God-given and defined uh, function, a biblical function. And we understand that. But it, it does say that that is a good thing to, to, to desire. If, if God has put that in, in a young man's heart or a man of, of any age, it is, it is a good thing. It is a good thing to, uh, to consider. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good work. And, uh, you know, there's nothing, uh, you know, the, the, the world, I mean, you're not going you, to find, you know, Hollywood giving a good slant on, uh, on uh, you know, the good work of, of a pastor. A lot of times, you know, it's just a bunch of foolishness they put out there of how they depict, you know, preachers and, and, and pastors. And, uh, and, uh, but when you look at the Bible, it, it, the Bible calls it an honorable thing. And, and so what greater privilege, what greater privilege to be able to take God's word and to be equipped by it and then to be able to invest in other people's lives. And that's really what you're doing, is, is under the headship of Jesus Christ, and under-shepherd, investing in people's lives uh, for his glory. And so it is a good work uh, to be desired. And, of course, uh, you know, one of the things that we're specifically told in the Bible to pray for is we are to pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would raise up laborers for the harvest field. And I would say that all of us would agree, you know, that, that all of us should be laborers for the harvest field, but that, that pastors are a, a particular role and function uh, within that. And we need to pray that God would raise up uh, pastors in our land. There is, there is a continuing need uh, for that. Now, God, he, uh, you know, he has a way of equipping his work and, and providing for his work. Um, and it's, it's amazing, the stories. I mean, if you, if you, were, to, if you were to talk to ten different pastors... You know, and ask, okay, you know, how did you come to be a pastor? You would hear 10 different scenarios of how God worked in, in particular ways uh, to lead to that. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, my, my, my story is, uh, you know, even from the first time that I pastored to this time, it's just, uh, you know, it's almost like over the river and through the woods. And, you know, it's, it's not a real clear-cut thing. But as you walk with the Lord... You know, as you seek to be faithful to him, he does take you into many adventures. And he, he, uh, he leads you to where he wants to, to, you to be. And, you know, when I was, uh, uh, speaking of cubicles, when I was in my little ACE stall up there, you know, uh, putting up my, uh, my, my, my Christian flag so Mrs. Weymouth would come over and help me. Um, you know, I, had, <laughs> I obviously had no idea or aspiration that I'd ever be the pastor of the church here one day. Uh, like the old saying goes, you know, it's the furthest thing from my mind. 
But in the mind of God, you know, he has, he has uh, those things uh, uh, planned. And, uh, and so uh, it says in verse number two that an overseer, a bishop, must be uh, blameless. And the idea there is that there's no clear handle for someone to grab onto as far as the accusation goes. It's not talking about perfection, obviously, because no, then nobody will be a pastor. You know, if we wait, uh, a lot of times if we wait until we feel like we've totally arrived to do something in obedience to the Lord, we're never going to do it. But uh, the Lord does bring us to the point, you know, when he wants us and he brings us to that point where he's ready to use us, he'll have us at that, that, uh, equipped and, and, and ready uh, for that. And uh, certainly, as I've told you today, I go through this and, and I see that there's things that I, you know, I need to work on. And I can, you know, prayerfully, by God's grace, you know, do, do better in. And, uh, and Lord, help me in these areas uh, to be, uh, you know, a, a better rounded um, tool for you. But... Uh, you know, as far as blameless goes, it's, it's an aspect of testimony. that there be nothing clear, you know, clearly um, deficient in the pastor's testimony that would really disqualify them, um, you know, for, from leading in that, in that regard. And uh, you say, well, you know, that's, uh, yeah, that should be true for, for a pastor uh, for, for sure. But, uh, you know, the Bible uh, says to Christians in Philippians chapter 2, verse 15, it says that ye may be blameless. That ye may be blameless and harmless as sons of God. If you're a child of God, then you're, you're to have a, a good testimony as well. And uh, um, without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as lights in, in the world. And so really, you know, as you go through these qualifications for a pastor, I think what we're seeing here is really the, the, the qualifications of, 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 of a godly person. Someone who's living for the Lord. And, and certainly the pastor, you know, should, should uh, um, by God's grace, have those, those qualifications. If you go in the, in the, further in the verse, it says the husband of, of one wife. And really this is a, um, a, a man who would be committed in their heart to, to moral uh, purity, um, not an adulterer in any way. And, of course, one of the greatest grievances and reproaches to, you know, to Jesus' name is to hear a, 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 of, a, of a pastor you know, who hasn't been faithful to their wife. Um, and you hear of all kinds of things. You know, the devil gets in there and, you know, he reduces uh, these, these would-be leaders to a piece of bread, as the Bible says. And, you know, the devil loves to cast down many wounded, many strong men, cast them down wounded. And for a pastor, that wound, you know, that type of wound really... I mean, you can recover from as far as healing goes, but as far as, as the qualifications go... You know that's that's uh, that's that's really, you know, it it, it is a, a disqualifier, and 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 so the Bible does is very clear there that this man must be committed. You know, if they're if they're, if they're a married man, they must be committed, you know, singularly in their heart um, to to that wife that God has given them. And uh, you say, well, yeah, you know, certainly the pastor uh, needs to be that. But the Bible says Galatians five nineteen it says, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, and lasciviousness. And so every believer is called to, be, to have the works of the Holy Spirit in their lives, not the works of the flesh, right? And so, you know, again, this is just a, this is the, uh, really the earmark of a Christian, of someone who's being uh, um, uh, Holy Spirit-led and not uh, doing the works of, of, of the flesh. Um, and so as we continue there, <clears throat> it says, the bishop must be blameless, a husband of one wife, um, vigilant, sober, 
And so they're to be focused. They're, they're to be clear-minded. They're to be walking circumspectly. Uh, they're to be walking with, with great care in their life. And, and, and it just means, you know, that you're aware of your surroundings because you know that there's, there's pitfalls. You know that there's dangers. You know that there's things that are, that are vying to defeat you. Um, and, uh, and, and again, uh, you know, obviously... Uh, this is very direct to, to, a, to a pastor in that regard. There's particular dangers for pastors because if you think of it, uh, you know, the devil knows the implications, right, of, of, of a pastor being qualified, a pastor having the right testimony, the right, uh, the right approach, and, and the need, you know, for, for that. And so the devil, of course, is going to try to defeat that, either by false accusation, uh, maybe, you know, getting in a situation that opens us up to that. Uh, you know, sometimes I think pastors... They, they, uh, they get in a bad spot, not because they actually did something wrong per se, but they put themselves in a situation that opens them up to question. Um, you know, my, 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 my dad, he was, you know, almost, almost fanatic about not putting himself in situations where his, where his integrity was going to be questioned. And I think of that often, you know, now. And I, I'm, I'm headed toward a situation, I'm thinking, you know, I have those little bells and whistles that go off, you know. Just be careful, you know, red flag, you know. Maybe, you know, maybe this isn't a good situation to get into. Just step back and think about it, pray, and, and, uh, and then proceed, maybe, or, or not. <laughs> but, um, you know, the Bible says to us as Christians, First Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant. That, that's, that's every Christian. Every Christian, look, dads, I mean, the devil wants to come after you, uh, young men, young ladies. Uh, the devil wants to, you know, short circuit your effectiveness for the Lord. Um, and so be sober, be vigilant. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. He wants to devour pastors. He wants to devour every Christian uh, to, to make them ineffective. And uh, if you think of, of the components, you know, like we even see in, in the titles for pastor, uh, overseer, which is leadership, and then, uh, you know, being seasoned uh, as, as a speaks of an elder, and, uh, you know, being able to draw from some, some life experience and uh, walk with the Lord, and then also the, the shepherding or caring aspects. Really, in these qualifications, you see components of each one of those. You see, you see certain qualifications that would match up, you know, for, 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 for leadership, um, that would that would show that that one has gone you know uh, with, with in their walk of the Lord uh, to to a certain point um, that, that that demonstrates that that there is a shepherding, uh, pastoring, caring component to 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 the office. You'll see these in the qualifications. You can probably peg them as you go along as to which would kind of fall under under which. Uh, so we we as we keep going there it says husband of one wife vigilant sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality. Um, apt to teach. And so uh, it's, it's the, you know, just being, I think the hospitality, a lot of that is being approachable, being approachable. And that's something, you know, I mean, look, you know, as males, we're, we're, we tend to be one-track minded anyways, don't we? Um, and, and, and then, you know, we get on task. I mean, you know, I'll come here maybe on a Sunday morning and I got, I got you know, I got like 50 things and I'm kind of like trying to you know, keep track of and process and make sure we stay, you know, I stay on track if nobody, yeah. and so, you know, and then, and then I got to remember that, all right, yeah, all of those things we're trying to do while we're here, but what are they all for? 
Well, really, they're all about, they're all for, for people, for representing the Lord to people. And so if we're just trying to get the checklist done as pastors, you know, and get through the program and keep you know, all the plates spinning, or we forget about the people, what good is that? What is it all added up to, really, right? Um, and, uh, and so, you know, as I look at these things, I, I, I'm nudged on them, uh, for sure. And I think, uh, I think I've come, from being a young preacher to now, I think I've come some ways in that. But, uh, you know, there's definitely room for, for improvement on all these matters. Um, <clears throat> and so, if we think of uh, the Bible for us as Christians in 1 Peter 4.9, it says, Use hospitality one towards another without grudging. And so we're, we're to be happy to offer hospitality to one another, to be approachable, uh, to say, you know, uh, uh, hey, whatever I have, you know, I, I want to I, I use that to serve you if I can. And, and uh, uh, you know, we're family. Um, and good behavior there, it talks about. And the Bible says, um, only let your conversation be as, as it becometh the gospel of Christ. Uh, Philippians 1.27. 1 Peter 1.15. But as he which hath called you is holy, be ye holy in all manner of conversation or behavior is the idea. Um, just general uh, life, lifestyle that is a, that is a good uh, testimony for, for the Lord. And so it talks about just a number of things here, quite a variety really. And it talks about apt to, to, te to teach, having an aptitude uh, for, for teaching. And, uh, and certainly as, as believers, you know, we're challenged really to get to that point where we're, we become as much teachers as we are learners. Uh, that's part of maturing as a believer. And you may just teach through your example. You know, you may never have a class per se or to stand, you know, in front of people to teach. But, but there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of ways that we can be teaching. By giving a word for the Lord along the way, imparting some wisdom, dispensing some truth, um, just living an example uh, uh, before others. And the Bible says this. It says in Hebrews 5.12, For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and become such as have need of milk and not of strong, strong meat. And, you know, sometimes we're kind of like, we're looking, you know, kind of one-dimensionally as, as, as people in a church. Well, I, I want to go to a place where I'm fed. Well, should that be part of what we're looking for in a church? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, we need to go to a place where there is a pastor who's apt to teach. They prepare, right? They, they, they study. Uh, you can tell that they, they, they have a burden there, and they're, and they're, and they're, 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 uh, they're proclaiming truth. And that's, that's very important. But the Bible says that as we are equipped, we become teachers as well. How much more work is going to be get, get done is if when we are fed, we then become conduits of truth to others instead of just soaking it in for ourselves all the time and saying, well, you know, hey, look, I'm just going there to get a good message, you know, and, and uh, I want to I hear a good speaker, and it's just kind of all about me getting something, you know, for myself or that, that keeps me alert or that interests me, and I'm not thinking about what really that's equipping me for. Um, and the Bible says, you know, that the, that, 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 that pastors, they are used by God to equip believers to do the work of the ministry. To do the work of the ministry. Hey, look, believers, 
you are just as much a part of the work of the ministry as the pastor is. In fact, the pastor, really, if they're doing their job, they're challenging you um, to, to do your job as well um, as, as a believer. And we're working together uh, on those things, all right? And so it says there, <clears throat> apt to teach, not given to, to wine. You know, that, 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 uh, um, uh, that al- alcoholic beverage doesn't have, it doesn't have a pull on us. We're not given to that. It doesn't have our, 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 our attention. Uh, and, you know, I mean, there's no question about it that, that it does have a lot of people's attention, right? Um, it is one of the greatest, uh, you know, uh, addictive uh, sources um, in the world, and let alone in the United States of, of America. People, people you know, it's, it's, it's called alcoholism. <laughs> and it's people that just are given to it. They can't stay away from it. They can't get enough of it. They say, well, how do you, how do you keep from going that, down that road at all? Well, probably like, you know, what the Bible says. Uh, the Bible always has the answers uh, on that. And it says, look not upon the wine when it is red, when it giveth his color in the cup, when it moveth itself aright. That's talking about its, its fermented, its alcoholic beverage there. And really, you know, the, the wisdom book says that the wise approach is just, just don't go down that road. You know, there's plenty of things that we can... That we can that we can drink. They're not gonna, you know, they're not gonna get a grip on us, right? Um, and of course, a lot of you know, a lot of Christians. It seems like it's becoming more and more common. They say, well, you know, moderation. I can handle it. I can. I just socially, you know, I can handle it. Well, I think every most alcoholics thought they could handle it at first, right? Um, they didn't. You know, it's like the little it's like the little monster that you think you can control and you keep petting it and feeding it, and then all of a sudden it's like <laughs> taking over the whole show, right? Um, and uh, I, I guess there, there probably are a certain number of people that can drink, you know, to certain, you know, can drink alcohol in moderation. They never go down that road. I, I don't know. I haven't done extensive research on that. But what I do know is that the best way not to go down that road at all is just not to go down that road. <laughs> um, and the Bible seems to say that that's the wise approach. And certainly for a pastor, you know, for a pastor who's going to be clear-minded and vigilant and apt to teach, I mean, when someone's under the influence, they are none of those things, right? <laughs> uh, and so just take care, you know, Christian, in, in that regard. And, and certainly the pastor is, is exhorted in, in, uh, um, in that realm as well. No striker. It is interesting that a lot of abuse in homes comes from, uh, you know, from addiction. People that aren't, they're, they're under the influence of something, right? And they start slapping their kids around and slapping their wife around and, or vice versa, and uh, um, you know it's it's it's, it's an ugly thing, and, but that has no that should have no place in the church. You know there shouldn't be any sort of abuse uh, in, in the church. And one who who is a, it speaks of there um, a striker, uh, it speaks of a brawler, it speaks of a brawler there, and the word brawler means contentious, not to be withstood, invincible. In other words. Uh, you're never going to find that person losing an argument, right? It's like that contentious sort of person. Not only do they enjoy a good argument, but they're never going to lose one, right? <laughs> um, and, you know, sometimes it's okay just to say, hey, look, I'm just like you with, with that, all right? I, I, I'm made of the same stuff you are. And, and, and uh, you know, my, my wife has, has told me a, a number of times that, uh, you know, I kind of I, I seem to have this need to have the last word. Well, that's, that's, probably, that's not a good tendency. 
Sometimes it's okay just to say, you know, I don't need to have the last word here. I'm not going to be a brawler. I'm not going to be contentious. I'm not going to, as it says here, not to be withstood. You know, that's, that's pride is what it is um, in me or, or you or anybody. And so um, the pastor is not to be contentious. And certainly we need to contend for the truth, right? We need to stand for what is right. Uh, we need to say, uh, look, you know, this is what the Bible says, and, and, uh, and I made no, no apology for that, but not a contentious spirit. Um, you know, speak the truth uh, graciously, seasoned in the right way, as the Bible says. Um, and all these things, they do add up. They add up to, to, to something of substance and of value uh, for, for the pastor. And so, you know, the Bible says, to, uh, to us as Christians, it says, the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. You might, write, you might work your own righteousness, but you're not, you're not working man's, uh, God's righteousness you know, by being contentious, by being prideful, um, by being a brawler, as it were. You know, it's, it's, we, we, we think of brawler, you know, bare knuckles, you know, cage fight or whatever. Uh, uh, but the, it, you know, it can be just a spirit, a contentious spirit. Hey, look, are there ever disagreements within the church family? Yeah, if you, I, I, I've never heard of a church that doesn't have some things to work through here and there, okay? It's just the nature of it, all right, um, because of what our nature is, right? Uh, and, uh, and, and so we, have to, we just have to be careful because, look, when you, especially we, we, you know, we, we who, who are dogmatic about truth, when you're dogmatic about truth, you have to work extra hard to keep the right spirit. Right? Isn't that true? And we are. I mean, Christians, Bible-believing Christians, we are dogmatic. And, and it's because God says it. But if God's the one is saying it, you know, he, he, can, he can fight his battles just fine without us getting all worked up about it. And, uh, you know, then certain things that are functions within the church that, we, you know, I mean, look, you get 75, 80 people, there's going to be a lot of opinions. And ultimately, we have to have some forbearance there. Uh, we have to, we have, to uh, have uh, some submission. We have to just say, you know, I'm not going to be a brawler. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to work through things. We're going to honor the Lord. And the pastor needs to set the example uh, with that. The Bible says. Um, and so we, I do stand, stand challenged with that. All right, so it says there, uh, not given to wine, not, no striker, no, not greedy of, of filthy lucre. And that co- kind of goes along with the end of the verse there. It says, not covetous, not covetous. And so the, the, the pastor, it seems as though, as though in particular here, it has to be careful about their heart when it comes to, to, to money. And look, you know, we all have needs. We, we, it's, it's a tool. I mean, <laughs> Uh, they say they say in, 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 in inflation's kind of a thing right now, right? Isn't that uh, things are getting more expensive off the shelf? Gas is up there pretty good, and and uh, you know even, even if you're not taking a pay cut right now, you're taking a pay cut, right? Uh, and but look, you know God says if I can provide for the lilies and the sparrows, and you know I'm going to provide your needs. Uh, you know having you got you got raiment, you got food. I'm going I'm to make sure you have what you need, Christian. And if you're, if you're working for the Lord, you know, he's going to provide your needs. He's going to provide your needs. And so as a pastor, you, you know, one, a pastor has to, 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 to make sure that they're keeping their heart right when it comes towards 
you know, towards money. What does the Bible say about money? Well, it says, for the blank of money is the root of all evil. What, what is it? The love of money. The love of money. Money in and of itself isn't evil. It's a tool. It's, it's, it's actually a, you know, it's, it's a gift that God entrusts to us. Uh, but the love of money, you set your heart towards that, and that's going to take you into a lot of bad spots. Um, you're going you're gonna to sacrifice integrity and, uh, you know, a lot of things. If the, if the love of money is the root of all evil. You know, there's a little bit of that going on in the world today. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of the roots of, of evil that you see, and, and it's like it just goes back to the, to the good old, you know, uh, dollar. Uh, for the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they erred from the faith. They ceased to trust God, Right? Because uh, they went that way in their heart. And pierced themselves through with many sorrows. With many sorrows. And so these are the qualifications uh, the Bible talks about here. And, uh, you know, pray, pray for, for your pastor. Pray for pastors. If you think that God might be leading you to be a pastor, you know, study these things. Pray that God equips you in, the, in this regard. And he will. And it says there, one that ruleth uh, well his own a house having his children in subjection with, with all gravity. And, and the idea is that if it's sort of like, you know, you, you're, given, you're given this, this, this smaller, not less important, but this smaller realm of influence and leadership. And if within that, that smaller realm of influence and leadership, you can't, you can't lead properly, then you're not really equipped to lead um, in, in, the, in, a, in a bigger realm for that. Uh, not, not more important, but just in, in a bigger realm. And also, you know, church, uh, strong churches are made up of strong, strong families. Well, spirit-led Christians, but, you know, strong families as well. And, uh, and so the ideal, obviously, is that the pastor, he has a wife. If God blesses them with children, then he takes that responsibility serious. Um, he, he, he labors at that. He, he, he seeks to lead uh, in a godly fashion, uh, there, conscientious fashion. And, uh, you know, I've heard sometimes, uh, uh, you know, kind of pastor homes complain a little bit that, well, you know, there's, there's this extra spotlight on us, and it's not fair, you know, being a pastor's kid. Look, I was a pastor's kid, okay? And uh, I'm sure <laughs> I caused my, my parents probably some, uh, some heartburn uh, uh, there along the way when, the, uh, you know, certain decisions that I made. But... Look, you know, I mean, I understood the fact that my dad was a pastor, so I, did I do some dumb things? Well, I'm not going to say no in this crowd because you guys kind of know better. Uh, plus, the Lord would know anyways, right? Linda, what are you smiling at? All right. So, <laughs> but anyways, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, did, but at the same time, I never felt like, man, this is really unfair, you know, I'm being asked to be something that, you know, other kids aren't asked to be or whatever, and this is dumb. I don't want to be a pastor's kid anymore. I realized that it was a, it was a, it was a privilege at the end of the day. And it, I didn't always take it as seriously as I should, but, you know, pastors and their families, they can embrace that to say, yeah, I guess there is going to be a little extra spotlight here. You know, there are going to be some expectations. They are under the microscope a little bit. And... Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not going to let the boys off the hook on that. It's just kind of it is what it is, and they're going to have to cope with it. You know, don't get bitter about it. Don't get angry about it. You know, don't start a support group online for, uh, you know, 
um, wounded pastors' kids and all that kind of stuff. You know, they say, hey, God's God's grace is sufficient for this, right? Is it fair all the time? Probably not. But uh, is, is, God, is God able? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Um, he is able. So, you know, guys, take your lumps. You'll be fine. All right? God will help you with that. All right. Um, the Bible says, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to, to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And is that just talking to pastors there? No, it's talking about dads in particular, to, to just to Christian dads, uh, saying, look, you have a responsibility to lead your home well. Lead, be a good leader in your home. And so really, these qualifications for a pastor, they're really just the qualifications for someone who's living for the Lord. That's what they are. Uh, with maybe an extra emphasis uh, there because of, of, of this office, as, it, as it's called. All right? Um, the Bible says they're not a novice. That's an interesting word, uh, not a novice. It means not newly planted is, is the idea, um, is what the word means, not newly planted. And I guess, you know, uh, there is maybe a little extra danger if, if someone is maybe just newly saved and they're on fire, you know, and they want to, man, they want to serve God. They say, look, I think God's called me to be a preacher. And I just want to be a pastor like right now because the need is so great. Well, you know, maybe slow down a little bit because there is, there, there's a lot, you know, that goes into that and just to make sure the Lord is in it. And, and, and it's, not, it's, like, it's not, not a knee-jerk thing to get into, Right? It's not something that you just do on emotions to say, hey, I think, you know, I'm all stirred up right now. I want to be a pastor. I'm going to go try that out for a while. Uh, and uh, because, and look, you know, I mean, uh, the, the first church that I, that I pastored, I wasn't there a real long time. I wasn't even there five years. Do I believe God took me there? Yes, I do. He taught me things that I never would have learned going through that. And, uh, and I trust that, you know, that I impacted some lives at the same time. Uh, but but uh, I, do, I do believe now probably I'm seasoned, you know, a little more, uh, not as much of a novice in some areas. And, uh, you know, to, to, to maybe, because uh, longevity, it is, it is beneficial. It's beneficial for church. It's beneficial for the, for the pastor as well, for their family, if, if, if God does give grace uh, for that. Um, look, anybody who's been a pastor for any amount of time, um, you know, I respect them, and, and God, God had a special role uh, for them for that time. And, and you know, I, I, felt, I felt like as a pastor, I felt like God, you know, put me on the shelf for, I think it was 14 years, right? Sometimes I felt like that. Sometimes I felt like, you know, I'd been a tool in that regard, and then God just kind of put me, put me away. But then I realized that that wasn't the case at all. Uh, I still had a family. To, to, to raise. Um, there were still people around me all the time that needed to see the Lord. All these things that were qualifications for me as a pastor were still qualifications for me as a man, uh, uh, as, as, as a follower of God, as a man of God, um, and a godly man. And, uh, and so um, it is, it is a, it, it is, um, it's a privilege. It's a privilege to, to be an under-shepherd. And, uh, and so pray, you know, that, uh, that the Lord gives me grace in, the, in, in these areas. Not a novice, lest being lifted up with pride. You say, what is, how can you tell if someone is a novice? It might not just be 
you know, it might not just be length of time that they've been saved. It might just be a pride issue. It might be a pride issue. Uh, you're going to be able to tell if someone's a novice in their heart because they're going to be lifted up with pride, as the Bible says here. Um, and uh, it says he will fall into condemnation of the devil if that's the case. Why? Because the devil knows all about pride. <laughs> he knows that, okay, now if I, if I get pride here, this, this, this guy is kind of like on my side because um, he's all about pride. All right? And then it says, moreover, we'll wrap it up here, he must have a good report of them which are without, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. Okay? So, uh, I hope that was helpful there just to, to, uh, to, to see those things. And I hope you were, you were challenged as a Christian that these, these truths really are for, for, for all of us as, uh, as we seek to be godly and follow the Lord uh, Jesus Christ. All right? Uh, let's have a word of prayer.